안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters, clergy and members for peace. 안녕하십니까? Uh, because uh, I need to go to Las Vegas, I need to record morning devotion. Today, I'd like to talk about let us become the living environment of a true family ideal from uh, True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. Let us become the living embodiment of the true family ideal. Why did God create humankind? Usually, <clears throat> men say that they can live by themselves. Men are usually unconcerned with why they were created. A man was born for the sake of his wife. Nothing was created for man by himself, nor for a woman by herself alone. Look at our five senses. Were my eyes created to look at my eyes? Nose, ears, mouth, hands, all of them were created for the sake of the spouse. The force that mobilizes and focuses all five senses is true love. Eyes, nose, ears, mouth, and hands were created as a tool for the use of true love. Nothing is created only for myself. On the contrary, a person who says that what belongs to others is mine is called a thief. When someone takes the things of others and uses them as his own, isn't he a thief? Therefore, any man who uses his five cents and his body as he wants to for himself alone is a thief, since these exist for the sake of his wife. To whom is a man's sexual organ absolutely necessary? It exists for the sake of his wife. Each lives for the sake of the other. At the place where husband and wife become completely one, the ideal couple will be created. In that very place, absolute love exists. That place of love, which is absolutely unchanging, is the dwelling place of God. Fidelity in marriage, which we can call absolute sex, is centered on God and free sex is centered on Satan. Where does true love begin? After one sacrifices his or her own life and becomes resurrected, having invested again and again, we must try one more time. Since we have inherited a fallen lineage, we have to persevere and overcome evil influences at the cost of our lives. The coming time is the age of one world under God. God is working for this kind of world and will always help those people who are always working for the same goal. However, there are many people who want to live in that kind of world, but do not want to participate in God's providence to help make it a reality. Yes. Everyone, do you know what is true love's most fundamental and greatest attribute? It is the attribute of living for the sake of others. All beings are created to live for the sake of others from the moment they are born. 
then why do we have to live for the sake of others? That is because love always comes from object partner. God can create and fill everything. However, even though he's an almighty God and omniscient God, he cannot create or fill love alone. Even though God is an almighty God, omnipotent God, he needs object partner. You, he cannot create love and joy, happiness by himself. Even God cannot deviate from this principle. In order for God to receive and feel love, he must live for human beings. In that, in that sense, I have no other choice if I want to be loved. The only way is to live for the sake of others. All beings are created live by that principle. Why did God, why did God create the humankind? Can men live by themselves? If can human being can create love and joy by himself, no need God, right? Why we need God? No need God. A man cannot live without human, uh, without woman. Likewise, a woman cannot live without a man. Same things. God cannot live without human being. Human being cannot live without God. Likewise, a woman cannot live with a man. In the end, nothing is created for the self. It is the same even when we look at our five, sen uh, five senses. The eyes spend more time looking and for the sake of others than looking at the self. We look at our partner a lot with the eyes of love, right? We smell our partner a lot with the nose of love. We listen to our partner a lot with the ears of love. We encourage our partner a lot with the mouth of love. We give gifts to our partner with the hands of love. We hug each other a lot with the arms of love. We often go to the meet our partner using the feet of love. And we go to the find our master of love with the sexual organs of love. All of this was created for the sake of other person, right? The force that mobilizes and, and focuses all five senses is a true love. Eyes and nose and ears and mouth and hands were created as a tool of for use of true love. Nothing is created only for the self. What is a sin? It is when I think of myself and everything I have as belonging to me. Such a person is a thief for the self. Mother self. To whom is a man's sexual organ absolutely necessary? It exists for the sake of his wife. Everything exists for the sake of others. Therefore, absolute sex is centered on God, and free sex is centered on Satan and the, and the self. The free sex is the problem. You know, you know to solve the free sex, free sex is very much centered on himself, centered on herself. 
that way, you know, to change the culture of the free sex, you need to go back to culture of absolute sex. Absolute sex always centered on God, always centered on for the sake of others. Living divine principle, the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Let's study EDP. The fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil signifies the love of Eve. As a tree multiplies by its fruit, Eve should have borne good children through her godly love. Instead, she bore evil children through her satanic love. Eve was to reach full maturity only after going through a period of growth in which it was possible for her to bear either good fruit or evil fruit through her love. This is why Eve's love is symbolized by the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and why Eve is symbolized by the tree. Eve was to have eaten the fruit of goodness by consummating her God-centered love. Then she would have received the essence of God's divinity and multiplied a good lineage. However, she ate of the fruit of evil by consummating her evil love centered on Satan. Hence, she received the essence of his evil nature and multiplied an evil lineage from which our sinful society descended. Accordingly, Eve's eating the fruit denotes that she consummated a satanic love relationship with the angel, which bound her in blood ties to him. Based on this content, let's study Father's work. Eve's mind when she experienced a sexual relationship for the first time. First love is to rule over everything. Who is the subject of love? It's God. Because the subject of love is God, there is only one being who can love. The first love is to be experienced with God. But this didn't happen, and the human fall was the result. With whom did Eve experience love? With the archangel. But she made love crying and frowning, although it was supposed to be good. People, do you think that she would say, how nice it is. It's very yummy to eat the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When she committed the fall, how did she feel when she was being raped by the archangel? She gave in to the temptation feeling the pangs of conscience, even though she didn't like it. She made love in such a way that all her cells were shrinking and her heart was fading although it should have been the love where all cells are happy and all flowers are longing for an everlasting spring. Yes. First, the love is centered on God and occupying the uh, entirety of the there of other person. Total love is a love that is centered on God and invests 100%, 120% for the other person and rejoices. All cells dance in this love. Originally, first love was to be experienced centered on God, but who did 
Eve experienced the first love with. She did it with the archangel. Because Eve's first love was with an archangel, she was frowning and crying while receiving the pangs of conscience. Eve was unable to completely occupy the uh, 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 archangel because she had been raped by him. Receiving love, feeling the pangs of conscience is not complete love. Therefore, in order to give complete love to the other person, you must first keep absolute purity until God gives you permission. Second, you must love while attending God. Under God's blessing, the love between man and woman completely occupies the partner, but love is done without permission, causes pain of conscience forever. Therefore, on the first night of making love, you should love your partner centered on God. Love on the first night must be done, must be done in God's presence. How was your first night? Did you do it centered on God? Or were you centered on yourself? Therefore, on the first night, you should start by receiving a blessing benediction from your respected, respected pastor, able figure, or your parents. Your parents are the best. First love should be offered to God first. That's why when our second generation, they said they are going to stop family after matching and blessing. Parents, you need to bless them. First night, they need to do first night with God. You know, beginning should start with God. This kind of the guidance and education to our children, very, very precious. Next. How can I prove my belief? How can I prove my belief in myself, not with this nation, not with our relatives, nor with things? We should prove it with our lives, which are the most precious. Can we believe in ourselves, even though we may die by doing so? Adam and Eve were told they would die after eating the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the Garden of Eden. But by recklessly taking the path of death, they caused the human fall. That's why, without resolving that, you should protect what you believe in, even though you may die. Otherwise, you can't prove what you believe in. There is a law for everything. You will never die if you love the Lord God with all your heart, will, and even your life. Isn't it true? What is the primary problem when you reach your limit of offering devotion? It's whether you can devote your life for God's providence or not. When people compliment you, even when people reject you, and when you are being drawn into the trap of your enemy, you should be able to devote your life. Yes. How much it could Adam and Eve trust themselves. What will prove, uh, prove, uh, prove that their beliefs never change? What will prove that my belief never changes? 
neither the nation nor our relatives nor our own parents nor things can prove this. I can only prove that my belief never changed with my my one and uh, and only life. Can we keep our faith even though we may die by doing so? Although Adam and Eve were warned by God in the Garden of Eden that they would die if they ate the forbidden fruit, they failed to keep their uh, their beliefs and fell. Therefore, even if I am resolved to die and willing and willingly give up my life, I cannot prove that I have an unchanging belief unless I am determined to keep my belief. Therefore, in order to keep my faith, I must love the Lord God not only with all my heart, all my soul, all my heart, all my mind, but also with all my entire life. That's the only way to never die and live forever. In other words, while on the path of God's will, would I be would I be willing to devote my life for the will? The question is whether you are able to devote your life when people compliment you, even when you people reject you, and when you are being drawn into the trap of your enemy. The bottom line is that you will live forever only if you do not change your conviction to love the Lord God with all your life. If you love yourself first without believing in the eternal and unchanging God, you will become the fickle and die in the end. In that sense, loving God is not an option. Filial piety to God is not an option. The conclusion is that those who cannot solve the problem between man and woman and cannot control themselves cannot die for the sake of the will and cannot love God. The only way to overcome sexual problem is to love God. And the only way to love God is filial piety. How to surpass the top of the growth stage? You know, most of the human beings under the top of the growth stage, we are living under the archangel culture, chapter two culture. How can we surpass chapter two culture, the culture of the archangel? Only one way. We need to upgrade our level of love. We need to upgrade our quality of love. Then how to upgrade? I always mention that how to upgrade my level of love, my quality of love. No other way. You need to love God more than anything else with your life and risk your life. God is not my top priority. Lifeline. Relationship with God is a lifeline. He is my father, my mother, my parents. I'm child of God. This relationship is a lifeline. That's why I need to love God more than anything else. This is the way only upgrade my level of to love. Secondly, horizontal relationship is also important. When you see your neighbor, your brothers and sisters, your spouse, your children, you know, your Cain and Abel, senior or junior, whatever, you need to treat them 
as a second God. You need to treat them, you need to serve them as God. Serving and loving horizontally your brothers and sisters and vertically you need to love God only through that kind of serving and loving and caring and attending, attending can upgrade my level of true love and can surpass the culture of Archangel. We are still have possessed by chapter two thinking, original thinking, and complaint this and that. We are still living under the culture of the archangel. Our spiritual level is still very low class. You know? That's why even though horizontally how to solve this and that, even though you are talk, 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 you cannot solve the problem. Only one way need to upgrade your level of love. How can we upgrade? Only when I truly love God. God is my lifeline. That's why Jesus said, what's the first commandment? We need to remember about this point. Today's youth ministry and children's education, this is a very, very, very important. As a police, listen carefully. Let's study. The most important thing in your children's education. The most important thing in educating your children is to give up your mind of educating them. The first thing to reflect on as a parent is how sincere and faithful I have been to my children so far. In the education of children, all wisdom is revealed when parents truly love and respect their children. Wisdom will not come if parents only worry about their children without setting an example. A person's spirit darkens when their closest relationship is cut off first and horizontally, when they have no compassion for the object partner. If you do not have a good relationship with the person you should be closest to and you do not have compassion for them, you build a wall in your heart. Even if children are upset and inflict pain to their parents, if parents respect and cherish their relationship with their children, heaven will give them wisdom. Parents become dark when they worry about their children more than they reflect on how true they have become themselves. When they think, oh, I'm really worried about my child, their spirit darkens. So let's just summarize this content. Very important educate, uh, 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 very important guidance. How to how to raise up our children. The most important thing in your children's education, as a parents, completely abandon your desire to educate your children. You completely throw away. I need to educate my children. I need to educate children. I need to educate my children. You completely abandon that kind of the mindset and attitude. First, the parents should always reflect on how much they have shown or faithful and sincere example to their children. This is the, this is the priority, my brothers and sisters. When parents truly love and respect their children, I hear the word of the respect, or respect your children, 
Because they are not my children. They are God's children. When parents truly love and respect their children, wisdom on how to raise their children will come. There's no respect, there's no love for their children, no wisdom come at all. Wisdom will not come if the parents themselves do not set an example and just only worry about their children. Worry, 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 worry. And then God say, you need to worry yourself first. Where's the, where's the, where's the, the, the problem of the root? Hey, you need to settle down first. You need to solve your own problem first before worrying your children. Without settling down your problems and just worry, worry for your children, you never solve the problems. Even if children are so upset and give their parents pain, if parents respect and children their relationship with their children, then heaven gives them wisdom. Wow, this is a really, really good guidance. Once again. Even if children are upset and give their parents pain, if parents still respect and cherish their relationship with their children, then heaven gives them wisdom. When parents worry about their children more than they reflect on how true they have become themselves, they become dark and below wall in their heart. Wow, I so surprised this guidance. I really reflect on my situation. How am I raising up my children? This really reflect on myself a lot. Next. Parents' attitude towards their children. When parents deal with their children, if they think, Thank you, God, for sending this child to our house. They will develop a precious heart for that child. Then they will not ignore their child. When parents think of their children from God's point of view, they automatically value their children deeply and do not ignore them. And they automatically gain wisdom on what to say and how to guide them. However, if you think that they are not a child of God, but your own child and discriminate against them. You become darker because you do not know how to guide them. That is why our attitude in daily life is important. In order to get along well with your own children, you should not find faults when dealing with others. Don't think that person shouldn't do that. When I look at the other person's shortcomings and worry about them, my heart darkens. Instead, you should feel sorry for them and you should have respect for them no matter what. This is the way to gain wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? Wisdom comes from respecting others in any situation. Yes, Summar let's summarize. Parents' attitude toward their children. The attitude of the parents toward their children should be Thank God for sending this child into our home. Do not treat my children as my own children. God send these children to me. This is God's son. 
and uh, God's daughter. They are really, you know, queen and, you know, prince and then queen now are the prince, uh, prince and princess of the God. So I temporarily taking care of these children on behalf of God. God asked me to take care of his own children. Our mindset need to have this kind of attitude. When we think you are my son, you are my daughter, already our concept is completely wrong. From there, already we made a mistake. Already, already. God borrowed my body, my wife's body. And God sent his children to me to take care. Wow, this kind of mindset, like a, you know, through mother's mother, demon was like that. When I think of my children as God's children, I develop, uh, I develop, uh, uh, develop a precious heart for them. Try to serve them first. Never ignore them. For example, you know, one day I really, you know, some boy and then escaped from the somewhere and came to home. And he want to live uh, with my family. In the way we uh, later we came to realize, oh, that person is a king's son or a king's daughter. Should I treat them as my own child? We cannot be done like this. Same things. If you serve, attend, and cherish your children before you dominate them, you will automatically gain wisdom on how to guide your children. If I think of my children as mine and not God's and discriminate against them, no solution will appear and I will become dark. Because I treat my children as my own children. Do not treat them as God's children. This is the discrimination already. And then become very dark. In order to raise our children aright, we need to go through a lot of training in our daily lives. Do not find faults when, when dealing with others in your daily life. If I worry about other person's shortcoming, my heart darkens. Instead, train him to feel sorry for them. That's why when you see someone's about the shortcoming, treat as my problem, my own shortcoming, and then come to home. When you treat your children, your family members, as my own shortcoming, this is my own problems. When you raise up your children, when you see your children's shortcoming and treat them their own shortcoming and try to blame them and scolding them, surely your heart darkens. In any situation, you must train yourself to have respect for the other person. When does wisdom come from? Wisdom comes from respecting others in any situation. Oh, my child is so bad. How can I respect them? First of all, this problem comes from where? Comes from your blood lineage. You need to repent yourself. Huh? However, even though he has shortcoming, but his original value or her original value comes from God, God's child. Need to, no matter what, need to respect your children as God's sons and daughters. 
Then God will provide the wisdom how to take care of your children. <clears throat> Next. Worry about yourself before you worry about your children. Don't worry too much about your children. Before you worry about your children, worry about yourself first. Treat your children as superiors, not inferiors. And always think about how you can help them. When you see your children's fault, you should think, oh, my habits and fallen natures have gone to that child. You must think, I made my child like that. Everything was caused by me. And take responsibility for your children's shortcomings, no matter what happens. However, thinking, but why is my kid like that? I didn't do that when I was young. And comparing like this and worrying about fixing your child, cast a shadow over your heart and darkens it. Then darkness will occupy your heart. Darkness enters your heart when you worry about others more than you worry about yourself. Therefore, don't worry about your children. Rather, you need to repent for what you have been insincere about so far. If you worry about your children, you become foolish. Worry about yourself before you worry about your children. Before you worry about your children, worry about yourself first. When dealing with children, treat them as superiors, not inferiors. Whenever you deal with your children, think about how you can help them because they are children of God. You need to treat yourself as a servant to attend you know, uh, king's son and daughters. When you see your children's shortcoming thing, oh, my habit and fallen nature have passed on to that child. When I see my daughter, I see my boy, I mean, sometimes I see their own fallen nature. And they resemble my all fallen nature. Wow, I cannot blame them. You know, people starting family, I did not solve this issue. That's why my children inherit from my DNA all kind of fallen nature. Then I made my child like that. Everything was caused by me. With this kind of thinking, we need to really repent. Have a heart to take responsibility for your child's shortcoming, no matter what. When I compare my children with other children and worry about fixing them, it casts a shadow over my heart and darkness takes over, over it. Darkness enters your heart when you worry about others more than you worry about yourself. Rather than worrying about your children, repent for what you have been insincere about so far. Last slide. Educational measures for children. Some people will ask you this. How can you not worry about your children? How can you avoid worrying about your children? Some people may want to say this. Then I will ask them. Do you, as a parent, think you are better than your own children? Is the child's problem not within me? If I ask this question, they will not be able to answer. 
Many parents do not think about their own issues and only blame others. Therefore, we should consider the sins of others as our own. Parents should regard their children's sins as their own. This is the wise way. Therefore, the conclusion is that wisdom comes only when I always respect others and show compassion for them. So don't worry about your children's education. In order for parents to read and understand their children's hearts, they should not think of their children as their own, but rather think of them as God's children. If you think like that, heaven will provide you a plan for how to specifically deal with your children. This is a fundamental educational plan for your children. Thank you, Heavenly Honey. Educational uh, measures for children. To anyone who asks, how can you worry about your children? And ask them if they think they are better, better as a parent than their own children. In fact, all children's problems are inherited in their parents. Many parents do not think about their own problems, only blame others. Therefore, we need to train ourselves to regard the sin of others as our own. If you just blame someone's shortcoming, then your heart becomes darkened. I have experience. If I criticize and complain to someone, and then my heart is a problem. In the, even though in under that kind of such situation of complaint and dissatisfaction, still have compassion, love them, and then treat as my own problems, then my heart is never affected by that. Parents should regard their children's sin as their own. You already practice it through the daily life before starting family. Your sin is my sin. Your problem is my problem. Your situation, my situation. Then when you start family, when you see children's sin, you treat them as your own sin. This is the wise way. Wisdom comes when I always respect others and show compassion for them. Therefore, you know, for parents to read and understand their children's heart, they should not think of their children as their own, but as children given by God. If you treat your own children as children of heaven, heaven will provide you with a plan for how to specifically deal with your children. Wow, this is really fundamental point of you know, education for children, right? It is incredible guidance. Thank you very much. God bless you.